This is the FM Gold channel of All India Radio. In the weekly program Money Talk, now we bring you a discussion on RBI's decision to transfer surplus reserve to the government. The participants are AK Bhattacharya, economic analyst and Shishir Sinha, journalist. Out of rupees 1.76 lakh crore, RBI has already transferred the rupees 28000 crore as interim dividend in March this year. So government will get something around rupees 95000 crore which is 5000 crore more than what it expected in the budget. How do you see such a move? I mean how this is going to benefit the government's exchequer? Well there are two ways of looking at it. The first is the way you explained it that already 28000 crore out of 1.23 lakh crore has been transferred to the central exchequer and as you would know that the RBI follows a different financial year and the government of india follows a different financial year so the 28000 crore of interim dividend that was given to the government has already been accounted for in the government's 2018-19 budget so that is gone so what it is left with is 95000 crore and one more component in that as rupees 52 that is addition 137 crore as the rbi contingency reserve that that's is additional that one. is the economic capital contingency capital reserve that is a separate one now when you see that this money is coming to the center the money the center is receiving in addition to what has been budgeted for is only about 58000 crore which in today's gdp size is around 0.3% of gdp now the question is this probably is far less than what the government was expecting to get if you will recall that when this debate over how much of the capital or the economic capital or the dividend should be shared with the center the expectation was that some sort of a 3 lakh crore money was to be transferred to the center may not be in one year but over a period of time but it looks to me from the principles laid down by the bimal jalan committee that 58000 crore in additional outgo is all that the government can expect because we have already reached the lowest point of the benchmarks that the bimal jalan committee has laid out for transfer of both contingency reserves as well as dividend so therefore the government will have to use this extra 58000 crore for meeting either its revenue shortfall or if the revenue shortfalls are met through some other means then this 58000 crore will be an extra money which they can use for either giving a boost through expenditure now the one very basic question is that will this also be helpful in bringing down the fiscal deficit what we estimated in the budget presented on july 5 that was 3.3% so can we expect that we will be able to cap the fiscal deficit at 3% or around 3% it's too early to say but what we can say at this point in time is the chances of the government's meeting its 3.3% of fiscal deficit target are now better than what they were before because if you remember that the first 3 months of revenues the shortfalls are huge also if you look at the monthly revenue growth that has seen in the last 3 months that's april may june the monthly run rate now has to be around 24% growth rate compared to 29% growth rate earlier so the target monthly growth rate is now less by 5 percentage points so that to my mind is certainly a kind of a relief for the government but whether the government wants to use this money for meeting its fiscal deficit target or use this 0.3% of gdp amount for 
spending little more on infrastructure projects which a lot of people are recommending is something that time alone will tell so now you talked about 0.3% of gdp which will be available for the government to spend on that there are two issues the consumption demand is low investment demand is low so if we talk about consumption demand we will expect some kind of fiscal stimulus and if we talk about investment demand that will be more and more investment as you said on infrastructure or any other projects kind of thing we all know that private investment is not picking up so if you have to give an option that you have to spend on this so would you prefer boosting consumption demand or boosting investment demand i think you cannot say that you only look after consumption demand and not look after investment demand both the areas are linked it will probably make more sense to start off with consumption demand and then follow it up with investment demand because right now what we are seeing is this that in spite of relative increase in liquidity in spite of lower interest rates private sector investments are not picking up for the simple reason that their capacity utilization level continues to rule at around 75% so therefore no indian industry particularly in the private sector is willing to invest more capital in anticipation of a demand pickup so therefore the first step with this extra money should be how consumption demand can be picked up so maybe some tax rationalization efforts can be made maybe some tax compliance efforts can be made the job market is looking little shaky the latest cmi numbers say that the unemployment rate has gone up to 9% so i think all these factors will have to be kept in mind so it will be probably a good beginning if this extra leeway that the government has got because of the rbi money that is used for boosting consumption demand so you said that we should start with the consumption demand and that will be generating some kind of impact on the investment demand now more and more sectors are looking for some reduction in gst like automobile sector is looking like biscuit sector is looking cement is also looking do you think that the government is now in a position to as you use the word tax rationalization so can we expect some kind of tax reduction for these sectors i would look at tax rationalization because if cement continues to be at 28% at a time when construction sector needs a boost i think reducing cement to 18% will be described as tax rationalization but then that is something that the gst council has to decide for example the fmcg products need some tax boost so to say then i think you have to look at those options as well the automotive sector already has seen a tax incentive through increased depreciation rates they have been doubled from 15% to 30% and that to my mind will see some increase in automotive demand passenger vehicle demand particularly in the commercial vehicle sector so i think we need to have in small measure in measured degrees some changes in our tax laws so that the compliance level get better so that the rationalization is attempted so that the demand side picks up and once the demand side picks up my sense is that the indian industry will also start investing more and most importantly i think the government cannot relax on its investment front in a sense that it has to go in for more investment in infrastructure sectors the road shipping ports railways so those investment flows will have to continue payments the pipeline is clogged that payment pipeline has to be released and also about 1.5% of gdp amount that's a lot of money which is apparently stuck in investment pipeline because of procedural delays now if this pipeline is freed up my sense is that 
you will see some sort of an investment pickup also triggered by government and it may have the advantage of crowding in private investment because after all economic activities have a lot of to do with the sentiment and there is some sort of a habit an infectious habit grows and when the private sector sees that a lot of investment is taking place then the private sector may also join in that race so i think you need a comprehensive approach but there is no doubt that we must start the ball rolling from the consumption side now another thing is that you use the word tax compliance using this money for tax compliance what exactly it means what is happening right now is that the tax machinery is uh, still not been able to cover a large number of entities which uh, should be covered under the tax net the total number of let us say the enterprises in this country and look at the gst registrations there's a huge gap so there is need for either through greater inducements incentives to increase that coverage similarly there are large number of people who are registered pan holders but you see the returns that are being filed which are far far lower than the pan registration so i think there is need to understand why that tax compliance is still not very good it does not give you any pleasure that india's tax to gdp ratio is still very low compared to other developing countries and of course uh, even developed countries so i think we need to focus also on that because that will give the government some leeway in having more money at its disposal and not just rely on this 58000 crore rupees because please remember this is a one off gain given the benchmarks that the jalan committee has indicated it seems that it is necessary for the rbi balance sheet to grow at least by 10 percentage points every year now if it doesn't grow 10 percentage points every year the amount of money which it can share with the government by way of dividend or by way of excess contingency provision will come down so therefore the rbi's net income has to keep growing the rbi's balance sheet has to keep growing but there is no extra provision that the government can hope and look forward to from rbi because already you are at 5.5% of your total economic capital contingency refund level and you are already down to 23.3% of the total balance sheet size in terms of the total economic capital framework so i don't see there is much scope for more money coming from rbi so it must look at new sources of revenue and one big source of revenue is to boost economic growth and that can be achieved by tax rationalization boosting tax demand consumption demand and boosting investment demand let me read one paragraph from the statement we said that the committee recognized the rbi provisioning for monetary financing and external stability risk in the country savings for a rainy day rbi is considered as lender of last resort do you think that the similar kind of outflow from rbi to government will affect this status that is lender of last resort i don't think we are anywhere near that if you look at the global average of what is contingency reserve ratio to the central bank's balance sheet the global average benchmark is 2 percentage points lower than what the bimal jalan committee has recommended if i remember correctly mr raghuram rajan had indicated a figure of 2% but if you look at a 2 percentage point lower point than the 5.5 that means the global average is around 3.5 and we are already at 5.5 so we are 2 percentage point more secure and more safe 
than most central banks and we still don't have full total capital control being eased and our forex reserves are fairly at a healthy level so i don't think there is any doubt about the reserve banks ability to act as a lender of last resort there is one more question which is being raised by various economists and experts that this particular move is going to shed a doubt on the rbi's credibility and autonomy what is your view my sense is that this committee is composed of former rbi governors former deputy governor and existing rbi deputy governors and some experts now you might argue that some of them may be friendly to the current dispensation but there are many of the members who are not necessarily friendly so i think this is an expert body and i think we must respect what the expert body has done please remember that this expert body has not recommended any specific amount to be given to the center it has laid down principles of what is the recommended percentage of the balance sheet amount of rbi which can be shared by way of contingency reserve by way of economic capital or dividend so it is not saying that give the government 10 lakh crore no it is just laying down a principle and after that principle within the band of that principle between 5.5 and 6.5 the rbi has to decide which one it chooses it is a fact that the rbi has chosen the lowest benchmark it has not chosen the upper benchmark and the criticism could be only to that extent that why it did not choose the higher benchmark why it chose the lower benchmark but the difference between the lower benchmark and the upper benchmark is very little and in my view that this exercise has been completed with least damage to rbi's credibility as a central banker and most importantly you have now established principles which will be followed in terms of when the rbi should transfer the money from its reserves and what should be the amount rbi should be sharing with the center by way of dividend mr bhattacharya thank you very much thank you you were listening to a discussion on rbi's decision to transfer surplus reserve to the government the participants were ak bhattacharya economic analyst and shishir sinha journalist This program was produced and presented by the News Services Division of All India Radio. You can also listen to this program on our website newsonair.com. You may email your opinion about this program at airnsdtalks@gmail.com.